Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. The words connection, friendship, and laughter probably don't describe the relationship you have with your doctor. A recent Gallup poll found that most people feel dismissed or ignored by their doctors. They just don't have the time or interest in getting to know their patients. Then there's the excessive costs, which leave many unable to get the health care they need. Our next guest has spent his entire medical career putting into practice the idea that healing should be a loving human connection, not a business transaction. He's traveled throughout the world delivering a message of peace, friendship, love, and humor. Many of you may recognize his name from the Golden Globe Award-nominated film Patch Adams, starring Robin Williams. It was based on his life. Today, we will explore the doctor behind the signature clown nose and his mission to take on the profits before patients' medical industry. Don't go anywhere. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest graduated from the Medical College of Virginia in 1971. From there, he opened the Gesundheit Institute, a pilot project that has helped over 15,000 patients in a large six-bedroom communal home. This embarked him on a journey to build a hospital that would eliminate the outrageous health care costs and allow doctors to connect with patients as friends. Every year, he leads nine different missions to bring clowns into destitute communities, war zones, refugee camps, and disaster areas. His dedication has sparked a movement that's grown to independent clown groups in 120 countries. Welcome to the show, Dr. Patch Adams. Can we just say Patch? Patch, yeah, sure thing. So great to have you join us, Patch. I'm a big fan of your mission. And, uh, you know, you put patience before profits. That's brilliant. Tell us what I've inspired never, you. I've never made a penny seeing patients. I've always been free. I love that. When did you first learn the unprecedented power of adding friendship and humor to the practice of medicine? Well, I really found it out as a teenager. You know, I grew up in a military family and... Uh, lived in Germany from 54 to 61. My father died, and it was uh, moved back to the U.S. And 17, I had three mental hospitalizations because I, I could not believe segregation and the life in the United States. And by that time, I was reading my library's 40,000 books, and I was reading a huge amount. And then I was present at Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, and I instantly changed forever and realized, stupid, you don't hurt yourself. You make a revolution of fun and love. And so I made a decision at 18, I'm now 76, to never have another bad day and to be six qualities, happy, funny, loving, cooperative, creative, and thoughtful. And that's why I say I am a clown who is a doctor, not a doctor who is a clown. My spirit is that of a clown. And I, in a way, how I am a doctor grew out of how I am a clown. Right. I did uh, read that you were almost kicked out of medical college because of your excessive happiness. Is that true? Were you too happy in medical school and that got a red flag? <laughs> well, it did get a red flag. You know, I've, I've lived that really all of my adult life. And 
we live, you know, the number one prescribed medicines are antidepressants. And I can honestly say I've never once in over 50 years of being a doctor given a psychiatric diagnosis or a psychiatric medication. I don't believe there is a disease depression. I think it is a symptom of loneliness, but you can't give a pill for loneliness. And so they call it depression. And uh, in my mind, it is a commercial uh, thing to invent mental illness. I think mental health comes from a uh, relationship with friends, with nature, and with the arts. Right. That's a good point. You know, but so many people, they hear that, they're just unhappy, they're depressed, they're stressed, especially during this pandemic. Share with us, what's your secret to always having that positive outlook in life? Well, it's complicated, and I'm not sure I'll even give a fraction of what it comes from. I had a great mother. I never saw her anything but loving. My dad was away fighting wars, Korea and World War II, and she was taking care of the children, and she was a school teacher and a loving person. And then I went through my own crises. I, I didn't want, if I had to be a male like the society was telling me to be, I didn't want to live. And so I, I feminized myself. I, I think gratitude is a giant part of me. When I heard Martin Luther King's I, I have a dream speech. I, I, I realized that I can make me because I'd already been making me simply to be me. But then I saw that it was a necessary way of life and teaching. And, and so gratitude, I think I'm a friendship junkie. You know, I've I've written over 500,000 personal longhand letters. I'm caught up. I answer all my mail. I've lectured to millions of people in 82 countries and every state many times. There was a 30-year period where I was on the road 250 to 300 days a year, a lot because our hospital wasn't built, and so I... I refused publicity the first 15 or 16 years and then realized if I want a hospital, I've got to become a public image. And so did a lot of uh, media work and, and became well-known, and, and that's who was hired to speak. My lectures are Living a Life of Joy, What is Your Love Strategy, The Joy of Caring, Humor in Health, and About Our Hospital. And, you know, clowning has made everything easy. I live in clown clothes. I haven't worn normal men's clothes in many decades because they're boring. And I love lots of color and toys. I mean, I, I've developed my farting and belching. I mean, it's easy for people to fart, but it's hard for them to belch. But I've developed it quite well. <laughs> and I have uh, clowned at 10,000 deathbeds, probably held 3,000 children the week they died of starvation. I've seen so much hell, and I take love and fun 
to it. You know, I'm I'm so grateful that I have food and shelter and friends and can't imagine ever not having them because all you really have to do is be friendly. And I don't know if I'm saying enough for you or... Yeah, you know, I love that you mentioned to be friendly and I read that the average medical evaluation lasts only a few minutes, but you prefer spending hours with the patient, getting to know them. Share with us why that's important to getting an accurate diagnosis. First off, if you think of the library I've read, you know, I I have the complete works of Dickens, Balzac, Dostoevsky, etc., etc., and people are complicated. I mean, what percentage of marriages are healthy? I say 10% publicly. And so even people who have a partner, they're not blissed out. For their partnership and I've been in a partnership for over 30 years and have been blissed out that whole time and and so also if you're in the US society and and I was raised to be a manly man but I'm a fruitcake and and there isn't any place for fruitcakes in the U.S. definition of what a male is, and there's just so many. I taught at Wavy Gravy's circus camp for children for 25 years, and he was the MC at Woodstock. And uh, yeah, I'm. If you're dying, I'm the person to be with for you if you want fun. <laughs> And, yet, and, you know, it, it, what's interesting is it's so popular now is becoming the functional medicine. You were the pioneer. I mean, you pioneered looking at a person as the whole person, not just treating a symptom. So I think you were the original functional medicine doctor. Well, it's so strange. In medical school, I didn't fit in. It was almost all men at that time. Now there are a lot more women medical students. And the arrogance was overwhelming and the godly nature of doctors and their 7.8 minute interviews just so much didn't fit and if i wanted to really know a person i ideally would have a setting that wasn't a medical setting but a home Ideally, you'd come and spend a couple of nights and and that I would have a long interview and find out, I mean, by being free, I could demand that of the patient where if they wanted a 7.8 minute visit, I'd say, well, go to another doctor. So true. Yeah. And you know, you take the the time. But I'm I'm not after your money. I'm after your care. You know, and it's amazing how few adults choose joy as a way of life. Life is trouble, only death is not, (laughs) as Zorba the Greek said. That's so true. I'm curious, you know, you've traveled all over the world unselfishly bonding with and caring for people in need. If you had to pick one story that you could share that you're most proud of, what comes to mind? Well, I don't know much about pride, I could say first my own story, okay? I I haven't had a bad day since I was 18. And so 
I have seen a huge amount of hell and a huge amount of wonderfulness. And so it's, and there's so many, if, if your true life is based on your relationship to people, to nature, and the arts, I am submerged in those things all the time. You can never be without nature. If you had a breath, you just breathed 20% oxygen. And if you are outside, you're surrounded by nature, and yet huge numbers of people aren't feeding themselves on nature at all. And and they they think, oh, I don't know the name of that bird. You don't need to know the name of a bird. You can make up your own name. <laughs> and just enjoy the bird. Don't be Googling it. <laughs> and enjoy the bird and watch it go, ooh, let me pretend that I am flying. And a tree or a blade of grass, all of it, as you study them, they're enough interesting you don't need more than what they are. That's so true. If you're looking so at a blade of grass and then study uh, photosynthesis, the next thing you know, you know that's going on in that little thing you're calling a blade of grass. And insects, now, there's something I really love. So I'm I'm very thankful you know, the mayfly lives 12 hours. I'm 76. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got a lot more hours than that mayfly, and I'm not going to throw it away on, oh, my God, my bills, yeah. my partner doesn't love me, my kids are in trouble. Yeah. That. It sounds like, yeah. So really, it sounds like your key is getting in touch and loving your surroundings where the average person ignores them and doesn't find joy in them. I love that. Right. And one way I say it is, I make me. I decide to be those six qualities. I decide through being grateful. You know, right. at 76, if <laughs> got three months to live, I don't know. I, as far as I know, I could go on for decades. And it's, I'm so appreciative of it. You know, if you have a pet, you're going to outlive your pet. And we we have those abilities. And so if you do your yoga, weightlifting, and aerobics, you've got that way to extend the joy and health of your life and healthy relationships and friendships and family members. And, uh, I mean, the wealth is overwhelming and whether the person is rich or poor or beautiful or unattractive, you can hear them talk and hear that most people do not make themselves. They are responding to the life around them. Very good. So a car cuts in front of you and you're yelling dirty words to them. You know, is that a good use of your time? No, absolutely not. Plus, it decreases your lifespan because that anger makes your heart race, makes your blood pressure boil, and that's not good for long-term longevity is being pissed off and angry instead of feeling it with joy like you do. Talk to us about the Gesundheit Institute and the holistic hospital you're working on. Well, almost the instant I was in 
a hospital, both as a patient, as a teenager, and I certainly didn't like the style. I mean, hospitals were boring places. They were very hierarchical, men over women, and and sterile. Blah. And so when I entered medical school, I, from the day one, I was asking, okay, then how would you like it? And there's not one way to make it. There's simply a way you want to make it. And so my decision was I'd like to make a primary care hospital in our poorest state. So we have 312 acres in Pocahontas County, West Virginia, three waterfalls, a four-acre lake, a mountain of hardwood trees, and that's paradise, and that's where we're going to build our hospital. And the staff, all the permanent staff, 120 people, will live at the hospital as a communal eco-village, and it'll be a 40-bed rural primary care hospital. It'll, yes, do allopathic medicine, which is what the medicine I was taught was, but it as well will do acupuncture and homeopathy, chiropractic, Ayurvedic anthroposophic medicine, and it'll be an art gallery and uh, paradise. We'll have uh, we'll have the bed space for forty people, and a lot of extra bed space for visitors who would come there out of curiosity or just drop in, and that kind of thing. This sounds like and the dream hospital, but people are wondering how much is this going to cost? Share that with them. Okay, well, if my patient... fantasy of what I'm trying to uh -huh. raise, you know, the movie made $2 billion, gave me nothing. It was supposed to build our hospital and endow it. And they gave me nothing. They didn't answer my five letters that I sent them. But I'm, I'm saying now 80 or more percent of the promises made me never happened. And so you've got to kind of keep a sense of humor. So the first 15 years, we used a six-bedroom communal home as our hospital. So I didn't want to wait to have a hospital to try out what we were doing. So we had uh, from 12 to 20 adults living in a six-bedroom house and five to 50 overnight guests for that period of time. And we learned to be farmers, and we learned to have exercise programs, and learn. People called us the zanies because we were silly, and we uh, we made costumes. I'm a costume maker, and and then I realized, but we're not going to change things with this model. I mean, we can change individuals who want something different, but we got to show a model. And so we, I, up until that time, uh, about 15 years, I had refused publicity. You know, I didn't want to be a famous person. But that's what sells in the world. And so we had refused publicity before, and then we allowed publicity. And that's when I was invited to speak in those 82 countries in every state. And I would publicly offer to answer all my mail. A couple of weeks ago, I wrote 50 letters. And, and so I've just, we want to build this 40-bed hospital. 
and everyone would make the same salary right now. I'm thinking that all of the staff, whether you're a surgeon or a cleaning person, would make $400 a month, and they would live in this paradise uh, hospital, and the hospital would cost $70 million dollars, and that's what we're looking for. Yeah, what would we it have, what would it cost? What about patients when they go? What would it cost? Would insurance cover? Give give us an idea. No, no, would, uh, no. It's going to be free. Okay, so it's free health care for patients. Yes, that's right. And we also, a couple of years ago, with my partner, who I think of as the smartest person I know, Susan Parenti, we decided on an interim step called fondly. Finally, and Susan, years, decades ago, started with her group, the School for Designing a Society, started to kind of be a a thing that that we really wanted to be also as a school for social change. So, on the property, we will build a schoolhouse, and that's what fondly finally is the building of the schoolhouse so that we could we would get a doctor and a nurse to live there and do primary care and run these workshops there we we do them other places but this way we could do them there and starts so two million dollars can get us seeing patients Two million can. Now, you didn't get the funding that you'd hope for and need help making this hospital reality. Share with the listeners how they can help support this project. Well, we are a 501c3. That's a tax-exempt charity. Uh, and people can donate to the Gesundheit Institute. And we're as happy with $1 as $10,000. You know, whatever you can afford would be helpful for us. And we're still alive, and we don't owe money. Right. Fantastic. You know, I want to so, urge, yeah, I want to take this and urge my, my loyal listeners to help support Patch's hospital project. And as he said, whatever you can afford, even if it's just $10, $20, your donation will help bring Patch closer to getting this hospital open. And it's tax deductible. You can go to patchadams.org. And I'm so inspired by Patch's hospital project. I'm donating $1,000 to this wonderful cause. And I hope those of you listening will find it in your heart to help out too. Go to patchadams.org, tax deductible. Give, give, I mean, this is the, the caring doctor, caring clown doctor. He's wearing his heart on his end of his nose. Great unselfish motives. Let's help him out. So, again, patchadams.org. And, and, Patch, before we have to close out, something interesting. When we chatted on the phone last month, you told me you don't have a computer, smartphone, you don't use email. With so no, many no, people. No, we do. I uh, just chose you not don't, to learn you don't. how to use them. All right, I have share, an assistant share that. that's a master on it. <laughs> But I don't want to sit in front of a machine. Yes, exactly. I envy that. And because, I'm uh, very happy to write a letter. Right. You but wrote I me just, one. I, let, me, let me tell you, you wrote me a handwritten letter. I will I, vouch for that. And I, I appreciate Derek Busby, my assistant, who is a whiz on the computer. I'm, I'm, he, he's very happy to do it and and loves to do it and... You know, he's, of course, not 76. 
and and so I prefer people not to send me an email. If that's what they need to do in order to make a donation, they can do that. My address is 122 Franklin Street, Urbana, Illinois, 61801. Fantastic. You know, you remind me when uh, I saw this uh, picture of somebody looking on their cell phone to getting a photograph of the suns, you know, the sunset and this beautiful giant whale is right next to them on the boat. And he missed it because he was so busy looking in this phone. He missed the surrounding beauty. And it was like, <laughs> so it's like you, you're not missing the world. You're, you're exploring, you're appreciating your surroundings. And that goes back to what brings you happiness. Surroundings. I think we've lost our surroundings. I think we're stuck into this electronics and checking the beeps and the dots and you've you've grabbed hold of that you know and i i honor that i actually appreciate the uh the advice and maybe people get away from their electronics and find a little joy in their life and i want them to hear that the three pillars of my life are friends first i think friends are the greatest asset in the world friends nature and the arts because each of the three are infinite and delightful. That's awesome. Fantastic. In the uh, minute we have left, anything else you'd like to share with the listeners we didn't cover today? You know, I really want them to hear that I am not special, okay? The things I mentioned, friends, nature, and the arts, are special. And as soon as you put them in your life, their specialness becomes you. And anyone can have it. It is not how much money you have or how pretty you look. It has to do with your decision to open the door and welcome them and to have that welcoming be your joy. Well said. Well said. Thanks so much for joining us today and sharing such an inspirational message of love, hope, friendship, and, of course, laughter. To learn more about Patch Adams, Gesundheit Institute, or to make a tax-deductible donation to his hospital project, go to patchadams.org. No donation is too small. Every dollar helps. You can stay up to date with all the latest by following him on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at RealPatchAdams. For my daily Facebook and Twitter post, I'm at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, it's at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard something today that would benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available at toyourgoodhealthradio.com or radiomd.com and peruse our podcast library. Share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. This information is too important to keep to yourself. Sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned, stay well, and keep smiling. Practice your burping and your farting. <laughs> <laughs>